The black walk-ins at the Continental Beauty School were paying about an eighth of the normal price to get their hair styled. So they couldn't say a word, not one of them, when they saw that the girl who was about to work on their weaves and extensions was white. As the customers mouthed silent prayers, Melissa Bartholomew went to work, smiling, confident, almost unnaturally relaxed for a stylist in training, entrusted with kinks that she had never known herself. She'd come through the hair first, making a neat part, and grab a very small section as close to the hairline as possible, pulling tight without sending the woman into hysterics. Using her hand as a pitchfork, she'd divide that tiny section of hair into three puffy strands that she held between her middle and index fingers. Next came the twist, from left to right, and finally the tuck. The twist was nothing without the tuck, grabbing the free hair left underneath and moving it into the braid. The underneath catch, followed by another twist, was what was so hard to remember each time, and even harder to get right without having to start all over. Braid, tuck, and twist. Braid, tuck, and twist. Braid, tuck, and twist. Melissa never slipped. The cornrow designs weren't just a snap for Melissa, they were a pleasure. She had spent years practicing, not only on her friends, but on her half-sister. Amanda was nine years younger than Melissa. Her father, unlike Melissa's, was black. On countless afternoons, Amanda would squeal as Melissa tugged and pulled and braided and twisted and experimented. Yet Amanda probably would have preferred white people hair. She shopped at American Eagle and Abercrombie. Melissa, meanwhile, wore tight braids herself for a time, listening to nothing but hip-hop, and dated black guys almost exclusively. Sometimes their mother, Lynn, thought her daughters had been born in the wrong bodies. Amanda, in her heart of hearts, wanted to be white, and Melissa, for as long as anyone could remember, wished she had been born black. Lynn Bartellamy had known before she bought a pregnancy test. She never missed her period. She told Mark the results. Mark, proud of himself, proposed marriage. That only upset her more. She didn't already have enough to worry about? It was September 1984. Lynn was 16, beginning her sophomore year at Seneca Vocational High School in Buffalo. Mark was two years older, a senior on the track team. He was from a Polish family in Kaisertown, the German-Polish section of South Buffalo. She was from the north side, a neighborhood called Kensington Bailey, a leafy section of town with large houses and wide, quiet streets. They'd been together for a year. Mark used to join Lynn's family on picnics to Emory Park and the beach at Port Colborne, just across the border in Canada. The pregnancy posed a problem. She thought about marrying Mark and what that might be like, and she drew a blank. Mark was so meek. He let his family run his life and whatever free agency remained, he ceded to Lynn. She couldn't see spending the rest of her life that way. She thought about abortion, but that scared her. Mark was against it, too. They both came from Catholic families. Lynn had trouble processing the idea of giving a baby away. Whenever she thought about it, she'd start to cry. For two months, she kept the pregnancy a secret. Finally, in October, she told her mother, Linda. The news was a shock. Usually, it was Lynn's little sister who misbehaved, while Lynn was the one who had always performed well in school and followed the rules. 
Lynn was too afraid to tell her father, Elmer, so her mother did it for her. When he heard, he punched a hole in the bathroom door. They didn't speak for months. Her mother told Lynn not to worry, he'd get over it. Meanwhile, Lynn had a decision to make. Lynn's grandmother offered her wedding rings for a ceremony, if that was what Lynn wanted. At the same time, she tried to be candid. Don't marry him just because you're pregnant, she said. You make sure you love him. When Lynn decided to say yes, her grandmother didn't let up. Why don't you live together for a few months, she suggested. Mark moved in with Lynn and her parents. And sure enough-